0: Welcome to Northeast Divide Podcast and a huge thank you for taking the time to listen to us. I'm John Lane and I'm joined by Anth tonight and we're going to be discussing the biggest match to take place in the Northeast football for years. Of course, I'm talking about the FA Cup third round tie at the Stadium of Light where Sunderland are going to host Newcastle United for the Weir Time Derby. You'll notice are Time Derby as it's being played at the Stadium of Light. Before we get started, my big ask is that now that you've started listening, please listen to us until the end. All right, this is going to help us grow in time. I'd also ask that you leave any feedback um, that you have uh, from this first podcast. What did you like? What do you want less of? What do you want more of? And again, this is going to help us improve. Um, so that's the admin all out the way. Ant, th- tell me this. In, in, from a Sunland perspective, right? How big is this game in the overall context of your season? Like You're in sixth place in the league. Um, obviously, you want to get promoted this year if you can, I'm assuming. Uh, that tends to be the the aim of a, any championship side um, but this is it's the FA Cup which may be a side note normally but this is Newcastle so how, how seriously is Beal going to take this do you think
1: well I've heard my fellow supporters say that they would rather win this game on Saturday than actually gain promotion if they had to choose one of the two which I think is a pretty ridiculous statement to make it is a massive match obviously our local rivals uh, yeah, always a friendly uh, atmosphere, and uh, you know, yeah, uh, a, a, an atmosphere that is unmatched, in my opinion, when it comes to teams we play. Newcastle atmosphere is always fantastic. So, I'm hoping Bill will put out a full strength squad. Um, I think he's still deciding on what that may be. We've got a few people coming back from injuries. I know your injury list is pretty high. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully pretty seriously. I know I'm taking it pretty seriously, but I know some people take it a lot more seriously and would prefer that we won on Saturday in one promotion, which begs belief, but there you go. It,
0: um, and it does, and I, th- and I think we'll touch on this um, because I think um, there's a there's a quote that Freddie Shepherd apparently um, was credited with, which is, uh, we don't like Sunderland, but they fucking hate us. Um, <laughs> and I think there is an element of that. Um, I think, you know, for a while we've kind of been the bigger dog in the northeast and and that's been um that's obviously must be very difficult to live with um you know if if you're a Sunderland fan in the region and what have you but you know there was there's the odd time when obviously we we got relegated in the last few years and then um of course that when that changed over that it, it kind of went to an extreme almost for yourselves but I think I think in terms of Newcastle season I think it's massive, but I think it's not massive because it's the Derby. I think, don't get me wrong, I think the Derby bit's important. um, And we don't want to... I think we've got everything to lose from that aspect. I think, you know, a manager, you know, if he loses this game, there's going to be big questions about kind of his future. And um, you can understand that uh, because, you know, we haven't beaten Sunderland in, what, 13 years um, or, you know, um, or 12 years, sorry, um, the same alike. So... Adding all that together, it is a big game. But actually, the biggest element for us is the FA Cup because that's the only chance we've got of um, challenging for any silverware now. We got knocked out of the League Cup um, against Chelsea um, and we don't look like we're going to finish in the top four. Um, You may have to finish in the top four to qualify for the Champions League. The coefficient um, is not looking as strong because, of course, ourselves, our Man United, both got knocked out of the Champions League. So we've got to kind of hope that the English teams now in Europe do really well to give us a chance. But even then, I think fifth might be a stretch for Newcastle. So because of that, the FA Cup's huge because I think, A, obviously you win that, it keeps you in Europe. B, you win that, it's a trophy. And if you offer me, what, 17th place in the league in the FA Cup? Like, obviously, I'm going to take that. (laughs) To be honest, I'd be, you know, if you offered me relegation in the FA Cup, I'd be considering it. Um, But I think we're in a very different position than maybe what the club was in three, four years ago. um, But I think it it is huge, but I think it's bigger because there's nothing else that we can go and win. Um, We can't kind of have any more European adventures this year. So really, a lot of hope is attached to it. And then you throw in the fact that it's Sunderland away. Um, it's, it, it becomes even bigger a, a, as a result of that um, so I think Howe will play as strong a side as he can um, but I do think he's going to try and put as many Geordies in there as he can I don't think Paul Dummett's going to start but I think, you know, um, Burn will Longstaff will, I think Miley will um, and, and I think we'll see a strong presence of that because there'll be those lads to remind the others about how big it is um, Moving on, anth there's been a bit of uproar in both fan bases in the approach to this game. So your owner donated 10 grand towards a flag display. Um, it was at Spirit of 73 who organized that. Um, but they, is, yeah. they had a, there's a certain design. I don't know if you saw it on social media, anth but I did. Um, but there was a, a certain um, display or one side of the stand was going to be fairly anti-Newcastle, shall we say. Uh, was going to make a point about um, you know the ownership and what have you. Um, for those who haven't seen it, it, it's over social media. If you search, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to find it fairly easily. Um, home fans are being moved from the season ticket seats and the Black Cuts Bar to fully accommodate an allocation of six thousand fans. Um, meanwhile, Newcastle fans are going to have to travel from St James's Park from as early as half eight in the morning for a quarter one kick off. Um, now the coaches, of course, will be dry. Um, but if, but I think there is going to be drink in the stadium. but even though it's a, it's a really long day, um, I, I know of people who literally could get the Metro and it would take them 10 minutes, but actually they're going to have to go to St. James's. It's going to be a much longer day for them. Um, and of course, the away allocation, given the FA Cup rules, could have been bigger, so it could have been up to 7,300. Um, there's a lot going on there, mate, right? So what, what's your take? Because I think there's there's been uproar from both sides on this
1: yeah there's a there's a lot to pick the bones out of isn't there with regards to that and um, the whole flag thing uh my dad's bigger than your dad my flag's bigger than your flag obviously you know it's 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 it's, it's a, i mean to be fair yours is bigger when you play at home and there's been some pretty pretty fantastic displays uh on show especially champions league matches and um, ours is not too bad um it's decent. They've done a grand job um, with not a lot of money, and I think with regards to the whole politics of football, and obviously people casting their opinion on the ownership of your football club, I'm, I'm just interested in the football match. Um, obviously, everyone's got their own personal opinion when it comes to politics, human rights, etc. We've all we've all heard it. We've all seen it. But it, it, it all comes down to how they perform on that pitch over ninety minutes, to me. And regardless of politics or your your sort of thoughts on the subject matter, I just want my team to win. So yeah, um, the flags. Um, yeah, my flag's bigger than your flag, but it isn't really. So there you go. I, um,
0: I think the I think the the flag thing's really interesting the month because I think you've yeah. you've you've touched on it there. Like for me. Those flags shouldn't be political, they should be about supporting the side and getting behind them. Now, we had a couple of political flags prior to the takeover. So there's a very famous display, which is a Kevin Keegan quote that was put up in the Gallagher, which was very clearly about the owner at the time. Um, I was a little bit miffed about that. Um, if you if I'm honest, I felt um I felt the idea of and, and when Gallagher flags was founded and then it's become war flags uh, when it was passed on um by the guys who set it up. The the whole idea was just about improving the atmosphere in the ground. Um now obviously there's you know there's chances to make statements and protests and whatever, but I, I feel like that whole movement is about raising, you know, the, the money that you raise is about trying to back the team. And I think what really surprised it surprised me to an element, and I, and, and I think, you know, and Again, we'll go back to the whole, you know, we don't like you, but you fucking hate us kind of element of it. Um, you know, it should all be about... What, what makes War Flags amazing is that it, it, it gets the message and it gets behind the team, but it gets behind... You know, if there's a message to be made, it's about supporting the players or supporting the manager or, you know, we did a... Um, I say we, I'm not part of War Flags, but they did a, a St Maximan display once so he's getting a bit of stick on social media and then there was, you know, the golden number 10 in the uh, Gallagher with a with, with a picture of him. There was against Man City, there was a war Miggy flag, which was a little bit of a, a reference around Jack Grealish's comments um, when they were celebrating the title and all of this. Um, but it, it, it all comes from support. And I think if I was a fan who donated to that display and then they were like, oh, we want to make it a big anti-Newcastle statement, I'd be miffed, I'd be braging um, and what really surprised me is the big elements of the fan base almost saying the opposite. Well, if we don't do it down at Newcastle, what's the point? Well, the point is you support your side, and you you make it. You've got to make it a really uncomfortable atmosphere for Newcastle, but don't make it about us. Like it's about you, and it's about what you can do, and that's what's going to be the power to get that um, to get that going and get that atmosphere the way it is. Because you're right; same alike could be a cracking atmosphere, can't it? Especially for the derby. I
1: mean. I- with the flag thing, I think it can be counterproductive when it's political. And um, like I say, everyone's got their own, own opinion on the subject matter, you know. And um, but I think you're right. I think it should be aimed at the team to support the team, uh, to to help them to focus and to, and to, to to motivate them. So you know, have that chat in the in the pub afterwards with you with your mates with regards to the whole political side of it. But it's all about the football, to be fair. The flag that was made regarding Grealish's comments towards uh, Almirón, while he showed him, didn't he? So there you go. (laughs) There's a a prime example, isn't it? So if you if you do it the right way, it can create a fantastic atmosphere. You know, and if if it gets political, I think it can take away some of that atmosphere. And yeah, leave it for off the pitch. We've all got our opinions, but leave it for off the pitch.
0: Yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. Um, all right then. Okay, so uh, <laughs> predictions. Um, any idea how you think it's going to go? Um, goal scorers. What? What? What do you think?
1: Uh, well, we haven't ag- exactly been prolific of late with our centre forwards. Uh, yeah, we played obviously one on on Saturday. He got a good goal actually. Um, we've been overly reliant on Jack Clark. A lot of those penalties. You know, um, they've been chipping in. Pritchard played really well on Saturday. I'm hoping now that Pritchard's back in the team, and we don't put too much expectation on his shoulders. He is our 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 game our game changer, I suppose. I know Clark gets all the plaudits and pats on the back and the headlines, but Pritchard is different class um, since he come back into the side. Score prediction: I really want to be positive and say that we're going to get the victory. I know anything can happen on a derby day. But I just think your quality will tell in the end. And I'm predicting I'm predicting three one to Newcastle, unfortunately. Um uh, uh, sco- scorers for us, if Clark's on his on his game, Clark might bag one, Pritchard could bag one. Um with regards to to your lot. Who knows? It could come from anywhere on the pitch. And um, like you say, if Eddie Howe plays at a full strength eleven, you've got that strength and depth, and you've got that quality. So, yeah, I, I predict three one. Unfortunately,
0: I think um, I think it's a really difficult time for us to play. If I'm honest, I think you're playing us at the best time to play us. We've had horrendous form. Um, so, if I think if I look back just really briefly, just to kind of give you a bit of an overview, so. Um, we beat Fulham in the Premier League on the 16th, uh, December. Um, prior to that, we'd lost two away games one at Spurs 4 1, one at Everton 3 0. Um, we then played Chelsea away in the League Cup, um, got knocked out on penalties. We then lost at Luton. We then lost at home to Forest, where Chris Wood, um, looked like prime Lionel Messi. Some of his <laughs> finishing <shit> was absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely ridiculous. He never did that for us. And then, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a black and white shirt that doesn't hear, um. And then uh, obviously we lost um, uh, Liverpool four two. Now I think our performance was better. I mean, it wasn't a great performance, but I think our performance was better on Monday night. And I felt a little bit more confident after seeing the performance because the players looked like they were trying a bit more. Um, but I do think we're low on confidence, and I think we've had a pre- we've not been great since we lost at home to Dortmund. So we lost one 0 at Dortmund after we'd been on a really really good run, and since then the injury started coming in. And then, you know, it, it's it, it's everything else that goes with it. I do fancy us to win. I think it's going to be tighter. I think it's going to be either 1-0 or 2-1. Um, I think that... Um, I think Isaac will score um, at some point. Um, and I think Louis Miley has always always got the potential to be man of the match. I think he's he's been an absolutely Coming in the way that he's had to... Um, he ended up starting at Bournemouth... Uh, when Bruno was suspended and he's pretty much been a mainstay in the side since then. Um but he's been excellent technically um made very few mistakes. Um he made one mistake against Luton for their goal where he he's just lost his man. Um and he had one little moment against Forrest where um he you know he he kind of he ran the wrong way and he thought what are you doing that for? But apart from that, he's he's been pretty strong. Um, you know he's he's got a Premier League goal already, he's got an assist. Um well, a couple of assists actually, and but he just he, he he looks a player. I mean, he could be he could be really special. Um, in in time, so I'm gonna go with a with a narrow Newcastle win, uh, either one nil or two one. Um, but I would not be surprised to see um it go to a replay. Um, but and I think that is one of the worst scenarios for us, really, because um it's another game. We're trying to get to a point where we're playing one game a week. We're already out of Europe. The last thing we need is cup replays thrown in. Um, but I'd take that. I'd rather I'd rather a replay than get knocked out, mate. That, that's kind of where I am. Um, just really quickly uh, on this, since I think we've got a little bit of time just to talk about it. Um, Tony Mowbray went out um, and Michael Beale was brought in. Um what's 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 your thoughts on that from a a Sunderland fan perspective because from the outside it felt like I felt like Mowbray was probably doing a decent job and then is this more about we need to you know we need to try and be more young and progressive and um I mean all I've heard from about Michael Beale, really I listen to a lot of um five live <laughs> 606 and uh or not 606 but five live and Chris Sutton can't stand him um yeah when he rangers and the and the way that he went on up there. So that's all that's all I really know. So from, from your perspective, from what you've seen, um probably your thoughts pre him coming in, but also since he's come in, what's what's your thoughts and would you be in a better position with Mowbray now?
1: Uh, well I thought Mowbray was treated very unfairly and I'll be honest with you, John, um, I wasn't Morbury Mowbray's, Mowbray's biggest fan when he was announced as manager. Um I thought it was a strange one. Obviously, he had a good track record with Blackburn, you know, uh, exciting football, attacking football. Um, he proved us wrong. I'll always, you know, put me on up and admit when I'm wrong. He did a fantastic job. He brought those players on massively. He created a harmony within that squad. Um, fantastic. I think he was treated very unfairly, very, very unfairly. And I think if, if it's true that Birmingham City are interested in him as... Their next manager, they're going to get a, a, a good manager with a proven track record. Beal um, loyalty is a big, big thing for me when it comes to anything in life, and I think the way he, <laughs> I'm also having a bit of ambition, but I thought the way he left QPR left a sour taste in the mouth. When he went to Rangers, um, he, he he started off okay, he you know, he, he <laughs> but. I don't know. He's. I used to watch the Scottish football, and his post-match interviews didn't fill me full of any kind of. I don't know. He just seemed to babble a lot, and when he's coming to Sunderland, I, again, I wasn't convinced. The three-nil home defeat against Coventry was absolutely terrible, but I've got to give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. I think some of the some of the fan forums I've I've read with regards to the 3-0 defeat against Coventry. They were calling his head after one game. Not his biggest fan, but give him a chance. He's a couple of good results. Rotherham, the 1-1 result at Rotherham, they were calling for his head. And then all of a sudden, we, we played pretty pretty well at the weekend and a good victory. So I, I'm i not convinced at the moment. I'll give him a chance, as I did with Mowbray. Mow- Mowbray proved us wrong, and I'm hoping Beal does the same. I think Beale's more of a yes-man more I think more questioned some of our signings because that was out of his hands. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, obviously, if we win the game on Saturday, Bill's got instant hero status, but the jury's still out for me,
0: yeah. And you know, obviously, there's time for him to turn the fans around, and what better way of doing that than getting a result on Saturday, I suppose. Um, you know, um, I was. I remember the the Di knee slide because that only happened about ten yards in front of us um, oh, from from where I was at St James's Park. But um, obviously, it's a it's a game which is um, which has bought some of the managers' time and also cost some of the managers um, dearly as well. Um, usually in the approach to the derby coming up, um, strangely enough. But um, I think it's we're in a really interesting position at the minute with Eddie Howe. I think I think there's some elements of online discourse certainly around just our, our general form recently and how tactically we haven't looked great um or, or probably that's probably not fair but i think we just we don't you know we don't look tactically fluid i think i think we have a game plan plan a but it tends to be more of plan a you know like A point two rather than plan b or plan c um so i think because the results are now starting to turn the wrong way that's you know that's where some of the doubt sets in um but i think again what game would you know? Would you wish for to be able to turn that around? And I think it could really make a massive difference in our season. So I think it currently is, as we stand, the biggest game of our season. But I think only from a perspective that um, you know we've played PSG already, you know, at home, and obviously done amazing there. We did well away there, um, you know, and and we've obviously had the chance to get to the, the League Cup semi final as well. So there could be bigger games if we win on uh on saturday um but that only happens if we get the right result so i just want to um wrap things up there though. one thank you so much for uh your time today and thanks to everybody for listening we are going to be releasing our next episode of northeast divide podcast next week to both review saturday's game and look forward to newcastle's home game against man city and Sunderland's trip to Ipswich, which are both a half-five kick-off, so um, people will have to make a decision as to which game they want to watch at that stage. Um, But this has been the North East Divide podcast, and we'll speak to you all very soon. Goodbye.